Hello and welcome to Desi Sportscast. A different start to the show because it's a very special podcast. So special that we've put it in two parts and it's with, uh, in conversation with Rohan Sherman, the owner of Orisha FC. As ever, uh, very frank and open uh, conversation with Rohan. Um, and as ever, he's very giving with his time. And uh, we're so grateful that he spent this much time with us and gave us a great insight. And we thought we'd share the whole uh, program with yourselves uh, so long. Uh, we put it in two parts uh, because there's so much in it that Rohan shared with us. And as ever, very honest and gave his views um, openly and answered all of our questions honestly. So hope you enjoy the two-part special. Um, and here we go with the normal show. Thank you. Good morning, good afternoon, welcome to the Desi Sportscast, and it's a very special one. Um, it's a warm welcome, as always, to Nevin, but even warmer welcome to Rohan Sharma, the owner of Orish FC. Rohan, welcome to the show. How are you? <laughs> I mean, I was, last time I was on here, I was totally different feeling than I was uh, this time. I mean, last time I was like borderline cocky. This time, like, I'm a little bit just pissed off and annoyed, but whatever. I'm not pissed off seeing you guys, of course, but just in general. <laughs> thank you, thank you for clarifying. No because I, I was going to say, how dare you <laughs> come talk to me right now? No, no, because no, I, I was going to see you guys. I, I was a little upset, Bharat. You, you know, I've been with your podcast for good two years now, and you've just said, you know, Rohan is more important. I'm a little offended here. <laughs> no, no I like, did uh, say so. We're always want to see you, but Rohan, you know, it's fantastic to have you back on the show. Like awesome. you say, yeah, it's that. been almost um, a year uh, since yeah. we spoke and a lot has happened. I don't even know where to start, but I think the obvious, <laughs> place, I. Is, the obvious place is, how are you and the family and how's the past year been on that side in terms of oh. the pandemic? And My family's okay. I mean, yeah, my mom and dad got the Vax, they got the Pfizer. Fantastic. So they, they're all good to go. I'm trying. I'm trying to see how I can get because Dubai is a little bit more loose with who gets the vaccine and who doesn't get the vaccine. So I'm trying to see if I can get it too. Because uh, I want to get back to India, man. I I, I didn't want to. I mean, even this year, I didn't want to stay here. And we'll get into you know when you ask me probably at some point down the road, you ask me what went wrong. I think one of the big reasons what went wrong is I wasn't there. And when you're not there, it's a lot more challenging. And there's a vacuum of leadership. So I want to get the, the 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 jab as soon as possible so I can get down there. I want Raj to come down there too, so we can all start, you know, getting things started again. So we can repeat what happened this year. But family-wise, it's good. Hope your guys' family is everything okay. Um, you know, we always want to make sure everybody's healthy. And you guys look like you both lost weight. I think honestly, since I last time I saw you in a year, 
Are you guys I've stressed out? I've, I've gained weight, but due to stress, I guess. Just be okay. eating whatever comes my way. All right. But yeah, I've been there. Yeah, as you probably know, Lester's not been in uh, out of lockdown since day one. Um, I know parts of England came out. Um, we've been in tier three or tier five from tomorrow. But um, a lot of people from the UK uh, use Dubai as a, a holiday destination over Christmas. Um, I I'm don't so know mad how about it, that. I was going to say we we increased our, our well, we had a really reasonable amount of cases, and it was like to the point where okay, it wasn't like you had to be locked down anymore. You could walk out, and I felt comfortable walking out. Well, after when the UK buses left, it was like four times as much cases. So we went from like. 800 to 700 a day to 4,000. And I was like, you know, duh. I mean, what would you think was going to happen? They're like, we can't figure out why so many of these cases have increased. And we think it's because restaurants and hotels relax. I'm like, I don't know. I, I could have been maybe you let everybody into the country for a two-month period. But, you know, I don't want them to hear me and then they kick me out. But, you know, I mean, at the same time, I, I'm annoyed that kind of happened. I mean, it, it kind of sucked. And now, again, I'm in kind of more within the house. I haven't left the house much again because I don't want to, you know, risk it. You know? Yeah. And it was unusual that Dubai was allowing so many Brits to come in when we were classed as red pretty much everywhere else in the, in the world and still are. But, yes, absolutely. Money rules the world, baby. Money rules the world. <laughs> yes. And it was the... Uh, the influencers and the famous that were coming there, but there you go, this pandemic affects everybody. Uh, but has the lockdown enabled you to expand your trainer sneaker collection? Relative, not really, because, you know, I don't, I'm trying to save up now. I was in, the, in a pandemic, I don't really want to spend, I feel as a little gauche buying sneakers when people are really going struggling. And the team was doing bad too. So I didn't want to like, I usually buy sneakers on like in a good place. I want to like, you know, maybe in the summer again, summer's coming around. I'll, I'll go back to collecting, but no, I, I kept a little pause on that. Decided to save in case we have to buy another player this season, so I can throw <laughs> my. <laughs> in case you never know, actually, that, that that extra cash might come in handy when I want a new player. But let's see. But uh, well, no, I was I was just I interested because of of the spending you did last summer. And I, I didn't know if there was any spare change left for you to. Uh... Yeah, you, you know, you know, the funny thing is that that I guess now because the the, the our chairman has been now more. Uh, pushing us to spend more this year so i don't you know the thing is people assume we don't spend a lot and i and, and I, i'm sure relatively of course to the top two teams we don't spend nearly as much of what they're spending because we want to follow the cap rules <laughs> but uh uh we <laughs> but but no but but we also didn't want to um we, we usually spend like a mid i would say probably in the second half level of that table we, and especially this year we spent a pretty decent amount of money and i think this year i think we'll probably even spend a little bit more and i'm looking at the the, the finances of how much we're spending Last year was a little bit more than the year before, and I think this year probably a lot more because I know that uh, we've had a mandate we can't repeat what happened this season again. So I know that – and I'll tell you, we were very aggressive in the winter market. We were trying to get players – and I was offering stupid transfer fees. That if I, I mean, you, your eyebrows would raise for the transfer fees I was offering for certain players, and, and I was rivaling CFG. I thought being CFG for one player uh, – Mumbai City, I should stop saying CFG. But I was offering Mumbai City uh, for one player, and the club still said no. And I think it's an interesting, this is a really interesting turn of events I realized now in the ISL. That means that people are a more smarter about players. And I think people have now realized that there's such a minority of elite Indian players that the people they do have, they're not willing to part with them. Um, and I think that's creating, A, is making things a little more savvier. The players are smarter. They know that they want to play for a project rather than the most highest bidder. And B, 
um, clubs are now seeing the value of how good Indian players can really make the the difference. But frankly speaking, I still think that this year, I think it was probably one of the higher bottom side. Um, I think it was one of the more down years for Indian players. I would say maybe I'm being controversial saying that, but like, you know, this year there wasn't, a, you know, in the last couple of years, Indian players were still like scoring in bunches um, the year before that. I mean, you could see, you can still see some good things. And this year, because of pandemic, really because of a shortened season, outside of, again, like saying Hyderabad, because Hyderabad had a really good squad this year in terms of Indian players. Um, I didn't see that many Indian players shine. Of course, Tapa and Apuya were, you know, of course, class as always. Um, you can say there's underrated guys like Ashish who did really well this season. But then, of course, Amrinder, Arindam, um, they did well. But I didn't see, like, that killer side of Indian players. Of course, uh, my boy Jerry, who um, I think we'll talk about him, which... I do. If we do, uh, I have thoughts, but, uh, but of course Jerry played well, but it wasn't the same level of consistency that you saw last year. If you watched the league, I mean, you guys watched this even last year. I feel it was a lot more consistent from the Indian players. This year was very, I know I'm on a podcast. So if you hear, I'm doing my like, a roller coaster. So if you're hearing this, I'm not just moaning near ear, um, <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's things like that, but I'm hoping now, hopefully, I don't know what's going to happen next year. If there's going to be another bubble, I hopefully not. Um, things will get a little better, and then now you'll see more Indian players, you know, taking the next step. Before I hand over to uh, Nevin, um, this time last year, you know, you were preparing for the new season. You're bringing a lot of young Indian talent in, and when we last spoke, you were in the hunt or in the final four for a new coach. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems to have come to a full circle, um, unfortunately. <laughs> But um, in terms of where you were last year in preparation, how much did the lockdown upset your plans? Um, without, obviously, we're going to talk about what happened in the season as well. But how much did that upset your plans? Because you were building something special there or are still building something I, special. I, I think the only thing that really hurt was the on-the-ground stuff, like doing things on technical level. Uh, would, do I think that if I had a full, if it was a COVID-free year, would things have probably gone better Possibly. I mean, um, I mean, anything is, you know, we can all pontificate what could have happened in the past. No, I mean, I do think if we had a, a full off season, it might've helped a, a little bit more, but I still think, uh, I, I think I looked for the wrong things when I was looking for the hiring, which I thought were smart at the time. Um, I mean, you know, all the, the post-match comments aside for one second, and that's a big part of everything, but you know, I, I, what I realized close to halfway through the season and after that chairman that our identity of the club was getting kind of tarnished, not because of, you know, um, you know, coach, you know, losing all that. I mean, that happens in games. You can always say, you know, things happen and, you know, it's the first year of a coach. You never know. And even um, Man U when they hired uh, Solvac or Solchek, I can't pronounce the last name. So the first year was kind of a mess. And then they were like, oh, we should fire him. And then now he's like, everybody, I mean, I think you're Manny. Are you Manny fan or Liverpool fan? Are you, are you a Liverpool or a Man U fan? I'm a Chelsea fan. Oh, oh really? You're a Chelsea fan? I thought you were one of those. Okay, never mind. So never mind. Ignore that then. Strike that from the record. Uh, but uh, but then now he's been doing a lot better. And okay, you could say that, okay, maybe this happens because, you know, when coach came in, he's coming in cold. They didn't have this thing, that thing. They didn't have the free freeze. And maybe you want to see him next year, see how he does. But then you're seeing things like, you know, Indian players not getting game time. The players that were really good last year have taken a real dive. And then you're thinking, wait, what's going on here? I mean, you know, these are the same players that last year almost got you to the playoff top four finish. Now suddenly they're not even they're on the bench. You know, they're not even getting game time. 
the young players on your team are not getting game time. And then the things that you talk about in the media, the things that you say and what you've done for the last three, four years are suddenly getting undermined by this. And that becomes like an issue. And maybe if, I mean, maybe it would have, and I, and I saw that one of the things that kind of almost pissed me off was the last game because I saw the guys play. Of course, dead rubber games, things go as it chaotic. Last year was a 4-4 against Kerala. This year was a 6-5. And, you know, things always happen like that. It's all offense, no defense kind of thing. But, you know, Paul played really, really good, right? And then something like, wait, why wasn't this guy not playing all the time? Uh, why, you know, why is Sonny Vanit playing with a lot more freedom and confidence? Why was, you know, Jerry starting to score? Why was, you know, uh, you know, I, I always felt that the, that I, I, I felt that our bench was a lot better than what people were saying. I, don't even, I know even the coach at one point said, he, had, he told me he would think he won the worst benches in the league. And I said, that can't be right. Because wow. East Bengal is sitting right there. And I know it's for East Bengal, but they put together the whole season in a month and we have, Nanda and Shobham on your bench. Premjit, who I think was really, I liked Premjit. And I thought Premjit could have been a really good, you know, you put him in the seventh minute, sixtieth minute kind of thing. Let him run, let him outpace the defense. And everybody's a little tired. Adds a little value. And it just didn't happen. And for whatever reason, whether it was tactics and to his credit, you know, he may know the team better than me. And I'm sure he does. And he knows what fits his system. But I always felt that what was told to me initially was that it wasn't going to be a system based. Our system is going to be the system that it has to be down that way what made Joseph a little successful was the fact that he built his system around the Indian players. And that's why I asked when I interviewed the coach, he was like, are you, how are you going to do this? And he told me, no, 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 I want to reinvent the veal. You had a good system last year, just showing up the defense on set pieces. And other than that, you want to keep it kind of similar. And of course that didn't happen. It was a complete, you know, 180 from what happened. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know, even if he had made those, you know, comments after the game, if he uh, still would have been here. I'm, I mean, I, I would like to think you We've had a talk with him and see what would have happened because you obviously don't want to be changing coaches every year. I don't want to do that. And I understand first year is always hard. You never know what could happen. But um, of course, when you made those comments to me, I mean, in a position I couldn't, I had, couldn't even. So uh, yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it made me really rethink of how I evaluate coaches. Um, really made me tear up my notes and start again. We've, you know, we're hiring, I hired a CEO and Raj helped me out. So it's not like an accurate chamber. We've hired a technical consultant, um, just someone local um, to help us out. And if that goes well, you become a technical director. And then we're also looking, as I said in the earlier part, looking for a club or someone to kind of help us on the foreign signing part. Because I think outside of Diego and Cole, I think our foreign signings also let us down in a big way. And I'm just being blunt with it. I mean, I was really disappointed with the way that our foreign signings kind of panned out. And I thought in a vacuum, they'd be, they'd be a lot better. Um, you know, when you, when you have a, when Marcin knows not getting game time, obviously that makes a big part. Anwu, I mean, Anwu is one of the classiest guys in, in the ISL, nicest person ever, but he kind of has Bangalore season again. Um, you know, and of course, Diego couldn't put the team on his back every game. Um, Nicole was always like, he had the injury problems throughout, and then, you know, that made a big difference. And so, yeah, and of course, our, and of course, our defense was shambolic, and, you know, most goals ever left in the ISL history. I mean, you, when you, when you sign someone like Steven Taylor, you expect that you're going <laughs> to have a solid defense. One way or the other, yeah. someone's going to be capped in the back. There was going to be no issues. I mean, the issues somewhat, but you had two foreign defenders and Jacob had was okay. He was, you know, hit or miss, but he was still decent. But, you know, Steven couldn't have this, I think his age caught up to him. And I was surprised because he was the A-League team of the season last year as along the reserves. And I thought, okay, no way. You know, he would come back, have his experience, it didn't work out. So, um, yeah, it really means we read about how we do foreign players too. So, you know, this year again is different. We're kind of back to the drawing board and we've, you know, the good thing is, um, you know, the ISL every year is more and more popular. Good, good resumes. But this year I realized I don't want to, I don't want to 
my two rules is I don't want a senior coach. Don't want a senior coach. You someone who's 70, 60s, they're going to have their own kind of uh, ideas and what they want to do. They're not flexible. I think having a younger guy with academy experience always is the key thing in India. You look at all the minus, uh, minus uh, um, Habas top four teams. And of course, college is amazing. But uh, uh, they have all youth experiences. They've all been doing youth academies for younger guys. Um, they're more flexible. They're willing to build it. Yes, it comes with some kind of own problems where you have, you know, post-match, their own post-match issues, what they say in the media also comes a little hit or miss. But I think they, they help the team a little bit more. And I think, um, you know, they have a better flexibility, which is really important. And the second is, you know, when the more names you get when it comes to these things, it doesn't really matter in Indian football. You I mean I, I thought that the beginning was the best coach outside of um, of of uh, um, um, who's Mumbai's coach again? Uh, Lover. Lover, yeah. Outside of him, I thought we had the best coach in the thing. I mean, he came after a really good Afcon tournament and all the experience in the world knows how to deal with these things. Was on the youth team of National of England, and then you know what happened. So it has to be someone. And I and I think I do want to go back to that Spanish system. I think the boys played better with that. I, I mean, I spoke to the boys after the season, what they went right, wrong, what went right. And they told me like, you know, we, I think we played better in that system. We like just massively came to a new system. It wasn't for us. And yeah, that was my bad. So I think that it kind of was a learning curve, a very unfortunate learning curve I could take. And as a fan, so I'm sure right, you're a fan, you wouldn't like that as a learning curve for us, but at least I know now what I'm looking for completely. And I've really been more stricter. Even my interviews, I'm not going to let just have, you know, he, we, they gave presentations, but I'm not doing that this year. I'm going to make every coach give me a video breakdown. I'm going to go on Zoom, Tell me, we're going to put a game up. Tell me what you would do. Tell me what you would change. This is, I mean, we're going to get to the really nitty gritty of it because I don't want to have this mistake. Kind of, and I know Nevin, to a certain extent, I don't want this Carol Blasters, but I don't want to become like Carol Blasters where you have, I don't know how many, nine coaches, eight coaches, 10 coaches. I don't want to have that many coaches in so many years. Um, it, it hurts the club. It hurts the growth. It hurts everything else. And that's what the, the shitty part of the whole, sorry, I don't know if you're going to cuss. This whole, the, the whole, the crappy part of the whole thing about this whole scenario. So I don't know. I'm hoping that, that again, you know, this year it gets better. And I think every time you, you, you lose, you learn something. And I just, my biggest fear is that the club is, I know it's a new club. I don't consider Delhi Dynamos and Odisha the same. I seem to lose other entities. Um, but uh, I don't want to create the legacy of what happened towards mine in Delhi and, and Odisha, because I thought at least we're going the right track because we're going up and we hit Odisha. And then now we came back straight down again, low to the end. And I want the, create that kind of reputation that we're, we're doing this. Like you have someone like Goa who's consistent. Bangalore, okay, this year was down, but they were consistent. Um, of course, ATK and Mumbai now are going to probably be consistent. You want to create that consistency because I feel outside the first two, you can definitely get in the three and four range and it's possible. I mean, Northeast did it this year. Um, you know, Hyderabad took turn around in, in less than a year. Uh, you know, it's possible. In any football, it's all possible. Um, so I don't want this to be our legacy of doing things like that. And I hope that we are able to turn around and, I've, and now that's why I, I'm taking myself less of this authority, taking ego out of it and saying, let me have help. Because the more people you have who have experience in football to challenge you, it creates this less of an echo chamber of, you know, talking to two people and moving on. Now some more people are challenging me and saying, Rowan, this is, I think this is wrong. This is what we shouldn't do. That helps. That way I'm able to at least have enough people tell me, okay, we talked to this coach. This is why I think it's bad. This is why I think we should run this. Maybe we should think, I like this guy more. And I want to have more of this committee Louder than me being like, you know, you know, Donald Trump by the whole thing and saying, this is my way or the highway. And I wasn't like that, but I didn't have enough people challenging me. And that was the issue. So if my head made sense, I'm like, all right, makes sense to me, check mark. And if I have someone like Raj last year saying, Rowan, it doesn't really make sense to have us 
the English coach, I've heard a few of the Spanish coaches. And I'm like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe that does make a difference. Um, and, you know, if that's what I think should have happened. Then now I think I'm hopefully now re- kind of hoping that doesn't go back in that skid again because I don't want to be last place. I don't want to be in bottom five again. I want to be top four. And I still believe that I have a good Indian squad. I maintain that I still have a good Indian squad. I've seen good things from them. Just need the right training and they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, the good thing about uh, interviewing Rohan is that he answers the questions without us having to ask the questions. <laughs> <laughs> so I can it out. Uh, one of my questions was, uh, I remember you talking to us last year and what you insisted while you were looking for the coach was the fact that you wanted a, an adapt, a coach that adapts to situations yeah. and not a fixed ideology or fixed formation. And that's what we saw with Gomba. He, he had a 4-3-3 and he was yeah. relied on the wings and the, the team had an identity. So looking back, do you regret that decision? Or I know you've pretty much answered that question. But Yeah, I mean, I mean, in an ideal world, this, I actually spoke to Joseph a couple of weeks ago. Um, I called him, just not to talk about the job, but just to ask him, because you know, nobody knows the team better than Joseph outside of me, I would say. And he was like, I wouldn't watch the games. I was like, I was watching the games. And, you know, he told me that I would have, if I knew that you were in the bubble this year, and I, because he got a job at Queensboro FC, and that's why he, he left, because he got a job in the U.S. I'm like, you know, I'm going to tell him, you know, convert to U.S. Um, in New York City, I mean, convert, I mean, I love Odisha, but, you know, New York City is New York City, you know. Uh, so um, he told me if I knew that my league was starting, I would have came back for one more year. You know, that always, you know, makes me feel good that someone who came in, and I like Joseph, and I still respect Joseph for everything. Um him aside, if I didn't have it, I, the problem was, I, I don't even know it was a pool I was surfing in or fishing in, but I had, I, even my final three wasn't anybody Spanish. And the Spanish coach, I, I even spoke to Juan Fernando and, um, you know, it was a fine conversation. I, I do I, maybe, I, I still don't regret not hiring him, even though he's a good coach. I like him. He seems to be doing a good job of going. I know I'm sure Akshay and Ravi and all these guys love him. At the time, I just couldn't gel with him. Not because of anything wrong he said, I just didn't feel it. Um, but I didn't have any Spanish coaches on my final three. I had a, I had a Croatian coach and I, no, Croatian. Yeah, Croatian coach. And I had one Brazilian coach in my final three outside of um, Coach Baxter. Um, if I could do it again, obviously I would do, I would try to look again. I would try to find a more deeper to find a Spanish coach. I try my best. I look for, like I said, I interviewed 30 coaches. I, I interviewed a lot of coaches. I just couldn't find the right guy. Uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously I would like to do it again, but uh, at the same time, maybe if I, if I maybe apply for his visa, maybe three months, as soon as he got it, apply for his visa. So there was no visa issue. And maybe he'd come to India earlier and start doing training with the boys. Maybe that would have helped. Um, I don't know. I, 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 at the time, I felt confident with my decision. I still, uh, the decision I still had, I still felt confident. I, as I think about my last three, um, I do think the other guy couldn't come later. The, my sector was a Brazilian coach. He couldn't come until very later because the league he was in in Thailand was running still a bit later. Um, so I don't regret it per se, uh, the choice I had, but I think I should have really paid more attention to the Spanish side of things. I think I should have not been as glib. I thought, you know, the boys are, you know, adaptive. It's a lot of new Ivy kids coming in. Um, uh, the boys can understand a little bit more when you have an English coach. Because sometimes I know with Spanish speaking coaches, sometimes it makes a difference communication wise. I think an English coach might help a little bit more because I did still feel, even though we were, you know, we were a good team last year, but, you know, we still had the same mistakes kind of the last year, you know set piece defense we, okay, we scored we still scored a little bit more this year too as well we scored most i don't know the same a little bit more probably a little more last year but we still scored um we weren't like you know going on goal droughts or anything but 
uh, I just felt that it wasn't like we were comfortably on top. We were close. Ardan got hurt and came back, but still it wasn't enough. You know what I mean? If it was like we were top four last year and I did this, I would have been different, but we were still six at the end of the season. So I thought, okay, does it really still make, statistics, does it still make sense to do it? I mean, it wasn't like we were, you know, really far away within London making a radical change. I thought, okay, six, okay, let's just go for it, see what happens. And I guess that still made a difference in the end. But I guess in all my ramblings, I, I still would say to answer your question, I still probably, out of the choice I had, I still wouldn't have changed it. I, I think I still would have done some things strategically a little bit different, less casual, like visas and stuff, trying to do my best to make sure you come earlier as possible to kind of, you know, make the impact you could. I also do think... Exactly. Um, I also do think I should have, uh, well, I do like Steven Diaz, coach Steven Diaz is a good guy. He did an excellent, I'm so proud of him for getting his first win. I think having an Indian coach coming in who had a little more experience would have helped a little bit more because, you know, I, I do like, and again, Steven's a good guy. I He's still coming to the game. He's coming to the coaching. I mean, he has all that, you know, world experience, but player experience, but it kind of makes a difference when you're coming to a club scenario, especially when you have the coach is not really there and yet, and you have just by yourself it's still a bit harder to come up with the fitness brands by yourself, doing all this rigmarole that you would need to do as a coach. Um, maybe, I, I, maybe I should have had him have another Indian coach just to help him out from this year. They'll let him take over. But, but you know, to his credit, he's still got more, same equal amount of games one as, as Hester Baxter and all his experience. But I think that does make a difference. I do the thing on, on a preseason wise, it makes a difference. Um, for me, uh, personally, as a journalist, uh, this is a season where I've actually heard a lot of people talk about sustainability of teams. A lot of people yeah. are saying, oh no, suddenly uh, Parth Jindal came out and said, you know, we're making a lot of loss. And I was like, yeah, I mean, wasn't this the same reason why Roman sort of shifted from Delhi to Odisha, that this is, the sustainability has always been an issue. Uh, has there been any talks, are like owners talking to each other? Because this is now starting to become a little worrying as well, right? I mean, it is, I, you know, how do I put this? I'm trying to put this, I'm usually not very political, but I, I have to be a little political here. Uh, listen, I'm glad, I'm just, let me just say this way. I'm glad that some of the more senior owners are coming out saying this because it, when I say it, it's a little bit different. When someone like Park says it, people pay more attention. And I'm sure he got into trouble for what he did say, because I, I know people upstairs will not like that he went very public with it. So I was talking to one of your counterparts um, on a different kind of, uh, I think, podcast for something. And they mentioned to me, no, after 420 grams um, about, uh, about the season, they told me that one of my talks I did in Delhi at Fiki, uh, where I gave a detail why I think the financial, the financial uh, system of the ISL is flawed. Again, really detailed analysis of what I think is wrong, how I would improve it. It got moved from YouTube. And I thought that was interesting. And I, I, I think it's gotten better, but it's still not there yet. I do think that, listen, I don't think people are going to close shop yet. I think that there's, there's going to be a point where, see, my, my only thing is, it, to me, the sustainability of the league, and this is going to be kind of weird to say, Obviously, we need more incoming in. We have a sponsorship that all makes a big part. Where I think there'll be a breaking point is if they remove the, the salary cap. To me, this is where this will be a lie in the sand where owners will realize, okay, what are we doing this for? Because for me, I, I'm saying for me a lot. Uh, I think for a lot of clubs, the salary cap is, is good 
because it has accountability. It's not creating this kind of dearth. Uh, one thing I always liked about the ISL is that you have stores like Hyderabad, you have stores like Northeast that you can come in one year and you're in top four and you never know, right? I mean, they're tied with, both of them are tied with their counterparts right now, Mumbai and ETK. Goa's tied with uh, Mumbai and you know, Northeast had a really good, managed to pull a really good game against any crazy stories. You could call it now with suddenly a hot coach, you know, now that you wouldn't have had that if this was, I'm sorry, Cap, really. Um, you're creating parody. I love that. You don't want to, if you're, we're trying to get Indian fans into Indian football, which we still know it's a majorly uphill battle. Yes, it's improved now. Yes, there's, but we're still weak. We're not showing games as much in the UK as well. We're not showing games internationally in Dubai. I can't watch it unless it's in Malayam. Um, I can't watch it in Star Sports streams. I mean, it's hard. You can't, there's nobody watching it here in UAE and GCC, which is a big expat thing. We're still, even India, we still have outside of Kerala and the hot spots, Goa, Kolkata. Um, we're still growing the the views. I mean, Mumbai for all its thing, I don't know if maybe it would be better, but we still know Mumbai has one of the lowest attendance and even before even the people make fun of me, but Mumbai consistently has lower attendance than even Delhi and Mumbai, uh, Delhi and Odisha and historically, but um, we're still trying to grow it. And if we start doing things like room the salary cap, I know that the, the logic is, oh, but in the AFC, we'll do so much better because now we'll have a better class of player against their players. So I'm thinking, no, it's that's not going to be true because the AFC's strength is because their national players in Uzbekistan, Iran, China, Korea, Japan, uh, you know, Thailand, UAE, Saudi, they're better, they're way better than Indian players. So you, you have three plus one, but okay, then what are you going to do? After those three guys, you're going to have Ronaldo, Messi, and Mbappe, but it doesn't mean anything. You can't who's on pass with them on your team, you know? And so I don't want that to be the the, the crying causing that we want to be better at AFC Champions League and, and that will get more Indian fans. I don't think so at all. You'll get still smoked because even if you have three good foreigners, four good foreigners, your national team players will get better. If we try to push like we did, like China has done, look how it came out. China is losing their best team is folding. Um, they won the league last year. They've already moved the – they put the salary cap back on. You don't want that. You don't want that for just for two teams to succeed and then the other uh, nine to suffer. And I don't think that makes sense in, in a vacuum. I don't think it makes sense to develop in the league. It doesn't sort of make sense to develop in the Indian players because right now clubs are at least trying to put Indian players, like good Indian players in your game, the opportunity to play. And right now the foreign players are at the level of the Indian players. Not now when I say that, I don't mean they're playing at the same level, but you can have someone like Aridan come in and talk. You see someone like Diego hug Jerry, work with Jerry, bring something like that. You have someone who's like a – La Liga, bottom tier La Liga player or championship level player, you have this kind of attitude. And it happens with foreign players. I'll be honest. I've seen them this year. I won't name names, but I've seen them this year. I've seen it, you know, in my history. I saw you get someone too big, forget it. They're not going to want to, they don't care about the Indian players. They want to get that check and, you know, hopefully go to another club after this. Um, I, I think if they do have a, they remove the salary cap, which I'm worried. Um, there's been a lot of talk about it internally, which kind of concerns me. I think a lot of clubs will want to probably shut down. And I even mind myself include. I would, why would I want to invest in something where I know I'm going to be in the bottom tier? And even though I want to invest in Indian players and do well, I might as well start an academy instead. Mm-hmm. Let me just do that. Then if they may spend my time doing that rather than have a club that I'm just putting, you know, millions and millions of dollars each year and just for what? I mean, we, at the end of the day, we, we're doing it, but we want to win as well, right? We don't want to you know, be a loser club every time. Um, but for now, from what I've heard, um, it doesn't seem like many clubs... I mean, clubs are trying to, you know, of course, everybody wants to sell some state. I'm a 100% owner. Even I would like to have somebody come in. Um, but, you know, I want to either a good business partner or a club to come in to really, who knows what they're doing, rather than just selling it to some, you know, ODIA CEO. I'd rather have it someone who can come in and really help 
elevate the product, not just keep it the same level. But yeah, man, it's it's tough. I'm glad that Parks is saying it. It's about time more of these owners say it. I I know I'm not the I know Parks not the only owner in the league who is who is not just he's not publicly in this. I mean, Parks said publicly. I've said publicly in the past to myself. I've said you know to the league, and it hasn't really nothing happened. But you know, if, I tell you, if you if you move league fees, a lot more clubs will be closer to making at least breaking even. I would say a lot more. We're also breaking even. But listen, I understand that we're part of the league. It's part of this thing, but we have to grow and adapt. You know, at the end of the day, we want clubs to survive. So I'm hoping things change. With the uh, league fees and um, the income from the t- uh, TV, how it should, do you think it is sustainable? Or it, it needs to be changed at that level? I understand the salary cap and I agree with you yeah, on that yeah. one. No, I think it's at a level where, okay, I, I wouldn't say it's not sustainable because we're all still here, right? Nobody has only, you know, Pune had their issues. I moved because of, you know, I told the yeah. last podcast, so a lot of different things. Um, yes, financially was an issue, but also there was a whole lot of software issues as well. Um, listen, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how much each club, I know, I know probably a rough figure in my head how much clubs are spending. Um, I know some other clubs are a little bit more delicate position because of the government. Like I said before, government plays a huge role in every club. And I learned that this year, I learned that when I moved to Odisha last year. Um, I've learned it from talking to other owners. Um, I know even Parth had his issues with the Karnataka government, where they almost didn't have a stadium last year to play in. I even know that even I know in Kerala also. That, I mean, I'm never going from wrong. I think even Kerala had their issues with their government, and I know Kolkata. Uh, and has their issues sometimes with theirs. Um, that adds a lot to your 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 bill, what you pay because you don't own stadiums, right? It's not like right in the UK where everybody has their own stadium. Uh, government's for like like I heard Everton is building their own new stadium now. Um, Tottenham has a brand new gorgeous stadium, state of the art. NFL helped pay the bill as well. So it's like they have this stuff where it's yours, and, you, and you're of course getting money from merchandising. It's huge. You're yeah. getting it from licensing all year players round. all year round. And you know what? But I'll tell you this, uh, guys. One elite. I don't want to spell too much of my trade secrets on the on thing. Meaning, I don't want to what we're doing. But I realized now that Rajas came in that we're also not doing a lot on it. We're not being creative on how we merchandise our stuff and how we sell our sponsorships as well. And Raj opened my eyes to a lot of the stuff we can do community wise. Uh, I don't want to sound gross, but there's also a lot of money because of CSR to get involved in the community to get your money. I know goes in with the Force Count uh, Foundation. Uh, Force to Go Foundation, I want to start what I've come up with tentatively is the Ama Odisha Foundation, which is our Odisha Foundation, um, which I want to start doing things where we do these things where we can have companies put in. So one thing is that we, and I've said this before, and I'm, and I'm bringing this up again, is that girl is the girls team. Um, we have scouts at the currently going on with the Odisha Women's Sermon that's going on right now. Um, we tried to get it to bring a team in there, but we had this, I was working with the government trying to figure out how the best to do it because there's like an entry point. Do I want to, you know, take over a club? Do I want to you know, have my own club? And I think now that I've told the government now a couple of different rounds is I want to have our own club. And I think we're going to try to see if we can do the IWL directly. That's why I have people, we're just getting the, of course, it's always budgets. Um, but if we hit a certain point, excuse me, I do think that we can bring a girl team in this year. As I already have scouts in watching all those games right now. I have two scouts right now watching just to get, just know who we should target if you're doing it. Same with our, our, our residence academy. Uh, we have the academy's done. I can move in tomorrow. But I was talking about to our, you know, our youth, and I was thinking like, you know, 
you do it tomorrow, what are we doing? Are we just putting the team, the players there just to train? I mean, the problem with being Odisha is you don't have enough teams to play against. In Delhi, you had all these teams to play. And in Kerala, you was all these teams to play with. And in Kolkata, forget it. And, you know, you, in Odisha, you can only, you don't have that many, you know, teams. Um, so it creates a little bit more of a challenge. You have all this, you know, beautiful fields to use. I have, I think now four fields to use. I have, I have all the pitch space I could want for my women's team, first team, the youth team, I could do whatever. It's just that now I don't have the people to play against, you know? So this makes sense to me to have, you know, bring clubs in. Maybe the government brings some clubs in and we bring some of these guys from the Mining for League or the GPL or the KPL and bring them down here. We do these tournaments. Maybe that helps. Maybe that helps us, helps, us, helps them. They get game time. We get game time. So I'm not playing the arrows eight times a year. You know, it's good for them, good for us. But, you know, where am I going to ask? Who else going to play? Um, so that creates a lot of issues. Um, I do think these things help with sustainability. If you get more people involved with that, then people want to sponsor that. People put money in there. And that adds a lot to your bottom line. Your PNL goes up by doing these things. And of course, it attracts foreign sponsors, right? In the UK, you suddenly see now, you imagine if you're, I don't know, a UK-based company, and you know that UK is a lot tighter, you know, and you know, brought better than anybody else has called us, but you know how much Indian diaspora is in the UK, even in Leicester and even Watford, even in London. And these companies all have, you know, big guys now. And even the parliament in the, in the ministry, there's so many people getting involved there, of course, from Indian nationality based. And then they see this, oh, what's going on in Odisha, what's going on in you know, Canada, whatever. They won't want to put that as goodwill. They won't put that as a CSR product. They want to put money in to help that go grow. And the UK government can say, hey, this is what we're doing to help India. And then that creates all that kind of national thing, national thing. There's a lot to be done there. And I think one thing I like about having Raj is, um, is he has, you know, of course, connections. And, you know, people can talk and help him out. And that's what creates this, you know, identity. Already, Raj has been on Sky Sports more yeah. times than I've, I've seen any other uh, team be on Sky Sports. And it's hard from the bad way with the coaches thing. But he's still, he's a, he was a BBC over the week. I think on Saturday, he was talking about, something on the radio show um it helps this really helps put our name out there and i like i said to you guys last time i want to be a, an nri club and i do think having someone like rogers again at nri now, the only issue is that i'm talking to you guys now the thing is if you ask me a question i'll go a different direction so you guys stop me the shepherd okay. no, 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 uh, you've answered the my next question is, the only thing with nri i want the club to be too much of an nri club which is my one thing i'm getting slightly afraid of because we're now you know our ceo is nri i'm nri you need somebody there because India is like uh, it's totally a different animal. Once I've I've been there now for four years, I realize that you know if you don't know India, you, you're gonna be in trouble. It's not it's not about like you know speaking Hindi or speaking you know Odia or speaking anything else. It's about knowing kind of mentally how to deal with governments, how to do local things, small cultural things. That if you're born in America or in the UK, you won't you will get it. You won't mm. get it unless you've been brought up by it. And if you know, you know kind of thing. Um, and that's why I, I, I told you, our chairman, I said, I don't want to make it too much of our cultural identity foreign because it's it's good in an international setting, but it's really bad in domestic thing because we won't all understand certain things. Well, they like having a shish, a shish was Indian Indian, but he had a, he had like a Western flair to him because he was studying abroad in college. So I don't want to completely lose identity. And that's why even this year, um, I heard some people complain that we didn't hire. So I saw on Twitter, someone said, you should have hired me for something. And I said, you know, one thing I don't want to yeah, do is because I... Yeah, and I was like, "What's a weird thing to put?" Hey, I, I I don't remember this guy. I, I, I look at my emails, uh, make sure. And he I replied to some uh, some cool thing. Some yeah, about anything. But I was like, you know, weird. But as we were the show that she could hire. But I also, I, you know, I also want to hire people from without. I want to hire now more and more in Odisha because I think it's very important to me that you keep that going because I have. I'm. We've our community team is all from Odisha, which is good. Our grassroots team is all from Odisha, great. Our media guy, Odisha, good. But I don't want to keep. I want more and more because it helps to have that kind of 
tie back to the club. And I do want to keep promoting, you know, ODA people and having this stuff. And so that's why I'm a little bit, the only, the only downside is, um, of course, a lot of the good, you know, guys can do in sales or in corporate, the high up jobs usually come from Mumbai or Delhi or, you know, Kerala or, or Hyderabad or Bangalore. Um, it's harder to find that in Odisha, but we're still looking because we still want to bring that flavor to it. But that's why I'm trying to balance it out now a little bit. So someone can at least culture check me and Raj to the most part to say, yeah, you know, and maybe, I don't know, we should culturally, maybe it's not where I could do this or that, or, you know, so we have that balance because you need, as Tano says, everything should be balanced, perfectly balanced. So uh, let's see, let's see. I mean, uh, it's a long ways to go and still really not even the end of the season yet, but we're still doing stuff already. And um, still trying to invest in I think our first step has been to find a technical partner to really push the get the coach get the players foreign players get some even Indian players I've only signed one Indian player so far compared to last season this time I signed six eight ten I think by this point I signed only one because I don't want to sign too many now yet until I have everybody on idea on board what I want to do and uh, how do I want to put it so yeah let's see Can I, uh, just uh, I mean going back to the sustainability question and yeah of um, course in the current model and the way yeah. it's currently managed by FSDL, is it sustainable or tweaks have to be made or can you, tweaks have to be made. especially tweaks with have to be relegation made. coming in in a couple of years? Yeah, that doesn't really, though my, I, I, I gave a good some thought, I said that I was shut after I got relegated. No, that's not true. I said the only reason why relegation has to work, if you want relegation to work, which is fine, um, except for this year, obviously, I'm glad, thank God. Uh, but uh, why relegation works, if they give equal coverage television to what they do in the in the championship and in the premiership, they're the same quality of television thing, right? You don't, there is no real, uh, I think it's still going to be on Sky. It's still going to see it. You can still catch it. If What is an Ily, you can't watch Ily games now. I don't, I mean, I don't, I'm not, I try my best to watch Ily games because I still want to keep an eye on some players I liked last year that I tried to sign, but they're under contract. But it's really hard. You can't do that. If you want to do iLeague, fine. But they better be on Star Sports. They better get equal kind of television time. Um, you you got to do something where, even though, yes, you understand the quality of the league has to be a little bit less. I understand that. But if you do what they're doing now, then there is no – then you're spending, you know, maybe late fees are out, but and some of your players might leave. But, okay, at least you have to give that same television view to get some consistency. If you really shows a huge gap, then, you know, relegation won't make sense in that way, right? You have to have – some degree of pushing it, but do you answer your question? Tweaks still need to be made. I still am against um, league fees, uh, given the fact that we're all in losses. Mm. Um, you know, it, it makes a huge burden on us. Um, and you know, and we all know that we're fishing for sponsors in the same pool. Mm. You know, the league and us and other teams we're all going for the same local sponsors, but you know, um, they can offer more because they're the league, right? They get more television time. They get the control of everything, star owns the thing. The good thing is they're trying. Martin coming in has helped because he's trying to push some normal agendas across. I mean, he's doing his best. He's still not there yet, but he's still giving the good good try. And I can see some things moving, at least with Star. Like now I can push highlights more or less on our, on our accounts where he couldn't do like two years ago, and I know some of you fans want to put stuff and you get DMCC, uh, you get Tika takedowns mark on YouTube. I know it's so hard for you guys. Hopefully, in the future, it <laughs> does change. Well, but it. yeah, Nevin, I, I, I used I used a three second clip. Yeah, I used a three second clip of Leon Agustin celebrating. It's not even the goal. And so it's harder. So that creates that loses that, and it, and it hurts. But the problem is that that Star has their own kind of control. That's why I said it's weird. 
it's still very tangled. Everybody's very incestuous together right now. And it has to be some kind of tangled, like spread apart so we can control things. Because, you know, not being able to share a clip of a goal is so weird. I mean, yeah. in, you want that's what the most popular clip the show is, right? Mm. If I want to see um, the goal that Diego scored against Jumption Poor, or if I want to show the the goal that uh, that Paul scored last game, uh, it, it's be such a fun thing to show, or if 433 covers it, or one of these social media sites covers it. It's so powerful to have that viewership. We put it on Reddit, you put it on Twitter, you put it on Instagram. But if you can't do it, then you can't, you're losing your audience to see it who might not have seen before. And you get the jokes and the memes aside from it. Yeah, I'm sure. But oh, I thought India was only good at cricket, that kind of thing. And then all the, but you, at least you get people awareness. And the key mm. starting point is awareness. You don't even have awareness anywhere else. And is draconian. I don't like it. I do think it has to be, we have to be more, we have to adapt. And of course, in India, saying to adapt is easier than pushing me, pushing a boulder up the hill. But we have to adapt in certain things. We have to realize that this is a leak. We have a we have a great op- opportunity being the one of three only India only has three real you know leagues not like the US where there's like seven or in the UK where there's I don't know how much in the UK frankly speaking but um, I think I have cricket you have cricket, I it's, have cricket again. it's it's only, two it's football no, it's, and okay. cricket and rugby yeah, uh, to a certain extent yeah but you know NFL seems popular I know in the UK a little bit they're doing oh, a little yeah. bit of that mm-hmm. but uh, but, but just still. Talk- yeah, sorry. So, beg your pardon, please, from just on the back of what you've said and uh, a previous thought, but on the back of what you've said, how much do the owners, how much influence do they have in terms of how the league is set up and the rules around? You're laughing already, and yeah, I think, right. and, oh, this and, is gonna, okay, this is the one that's gonna be in trouble. I know this is spicy. Uh, you can say he, no. Uh, no, no, no. I know. I, I, you know, my thing is, but I've always honest people. Even if I get yelled at, I get yelled at later. Whatever, uh, but I, I, I like the fact that one of my, I guess, reputation is I'm always straight with people, and I think it's very important that people know what happens because you guys are fans, you guys are consumers of the product, you should know what's going on in the scenes to a certain extent. I know contractually, I can't say anything, but it's certain things I can't say, I won't say. But if there's certain things I think is important for you guys to know as fans, you guys should know. And I, and I do think that the owners could have more authority than they do now. I feel like compared to other leagues, we are definitely in the lower end of the spectrum. I think it's kind of weird. We can't have, we don't have legal team meetings, like league owners meetings. Mm-hmm. We talk to each other privately, but it's not the same as us sitting in a room with FSDL. We have done, I think only twice. I've been, I've been in four years. I think twice I've been to league meetings. Um, I think we should, the league should do more of this stuff. And, and we should have more to say, listen, we're putting money up into this. We should have the right to say what goes on. Um, laying teams in, like I'll be honest, the East Bengal thing, we were told very clear at the beginning of the season. East Bengal was not coming in. It was told in a, in, a, in, in, a, in a meeting publicly, not happening, no matter what. And then like three months later, we weren't even told about it. It came in the news. Of course, Marcus spread it out. And I was, I was like, this is happening. And then uh, then we got a, a very trite, you know, apology. But like, you know, you can't, you know, this, if this happened in England, there's been a, a massacre in the streets. You couldn't have just bring a team in and not tell anybody about it. And I know a lot of people are pissed off about that. There was no transparency with that. So I understand, and I understand too, and I said the league is also in a tough place. Of course, in India, it's all politics. Just a national team selection, it's all politics. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, you have to accept certain things. Like I think I told you guys last time, I, I Blood Diamond, when Leonardo DiCaprio's character goes, this is Africa. I always said, this is India, mate. I told him, even Raj, Raj is learning the hard way too. Like he's learning this from the music. I was talking this thing, and this is what it's like. And I'm like, 
you are now officially an Indian, my son. You this have now is, seen, this is how it is now. And, you have to roll it. It's and this is the conversation there. I have with Nevin all the time. This happens? Yeah. Really? Yeah. This and I'm like, just, just like, yeah. And Raj is, and Raj is like shocked. He's like, I can't believe it. He goes, if this was you guys, I said, you're not in the UK. Well, I'm not, you're not in Kansas anymore. This is the Wild West. Now. You're only I stay exactly the same thing. <laughs> and he said, yeah, this is unbelievable. I said, how do you guys, and I'm like, this is, you're just going to have to, shrug your shoulders and go for the next fight kind of thing and this is what it is and the, you defer, and the way is trying to be like I, he was like I know and again I'm not trying to bring up this whole thing again, but he was like uh, nah, I'll go, we'll go we'll be going to this later I'm sure this will come up at some point but anyways but you know he was surprised about certain transfer things and how things work how other clubs behave and I'm like you know this is how it is man you get all these things you get all these kind of characters that you just have to kind of make your peace with it try your best to circumvent it and you have to be aggressive in India, you know, aggression, you kind of carry a big stick kind of sometimes to be heard and to kind of get your point across. Unfortunately, um, you like things to be coming, but certain, it's, it's a certain thing with certain things, certain ways, certain things, but he's going to rough, he, at a certain point, because he had a really rough, I don't think anybody had a harder two week strength, uh, stent, uh, stint in a, coming into the club new. He had the first week was all the drama with us being last place and then coach saying his, his, his disgusting things. And then the week after that, it was a transfer. And he was like, I can't believe, is this always like this? Or is this because I got hired? I said, I said, I'll be asking you, this is only because you got, this only happened because you got, I didn't have any of these issues in the last three years, but you came in, it's like a, like gossip, you know, let's challenge him now. Let's see how good he can do it. And he's handled it well. I'm really impressed. I thought he would, I thought he would quit a long time ago, but he's, he's handled it well. I was very impressed, Raj. Talking of um, Raj and talking to you um, just now, I can see that you've done a lot of introspection in terms of how you managed and you dealt with issues um, last summer. Well, that's the end of part one. And hope you enjoyed it. And as I said at the start of the show, a very open and frank discussion, not a discussion, a conversation really with Ron. Um, And we've got to... uh, crucial stage uh, that we'll rejoin in part two, which will be out very soon, whereby he gives us his insight as to the reasons behind uh, appointing Raj Atwal as president of Orish FC. But also we go through a range of other topics as well. And Rohan gives his opinions on uh, the league, uh, the Indian squad selection, and much, much more. So make sure you catch the second episode. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you.